When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. So they got an extra first-rounder next year. We'll see, depending on how the Saints do. Uh, if it is a back-end first-rounder, that's obviously what they're hoping. They also have a second-rounder in the 2024 draft, which it's far away, but that could be capital used to move around this year or next year or whatever. What the... the Philadelphia Eagles did was give themselves maximum flexibility. Uh, that is one of the key things for them for this job. Really a fascinating trade. Uh, we are not going to find out for a long time what the fall it is or who won or what, how they use the picks, uh, but you can see how each team is positioning themselves. Okay, uh, welcome in Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We are uh, we're patchworking on the fly here. We're working at home. We're working in hotel rooms in Cincinnati. I'm actually just down the street from the Pro Football Focus offices. If you guys want me to oh. drop in and uh, give Chris Collinsworth and PFF Eric a piece of my mind, what do you, what do you want me to barnstorm the PFF offices mm-hmm. and uh, you know rip them for grading the Vikings offensive line solo? You know what? You no, no, no. You got to go in there right now and say. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in this league, and until he's rated as such, I'm not leaving. Dude, he's yes, like style. fourth, right? Isn't he like fifth? Yeah, you got to get him up to one. Mm-hmm. You, People you always ask, like, why, why do you guys use PFF as gospel for everything that you do, but then you, like, you know, deny the fact that Kirk is a top five PFF quarterback? I don't really have an answer for that. I think PFF is wrong about Kirk Cousins. I think they're probably right about the left guards. You know, I don't know, but like also like what else, what other materials do we have to use to like evaluate a left guard besides PFF ratings? It's lie test, PFF stats. Um, you know what? You mix it all together in one big stew and come up with hot takes. That's what the we stew. do. Here. So um, this is Purple Daily presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. We'll talk more about the uh, incredible event that we are excited to help put on the first night of the NFL draft later in the show. But if you have not cleared your calendar for the first night of the NFL draft, you should clear it and you should come hang out with us at Surly Brewing Company for like five hours and just drink the new beer that's going to be on tap called Before I Die. That's right. Also, this show is presented by uh, TCL, the world's best-selling consumer electronics brand. It's got a double double can of Surly opening sound there. Darn straight. Uh, and TCL is delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. That's a lot of okay. that beer, Judd. You know what? It's fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, <laughs> choking up. Okay. Okay. I got choked up reading it's the. Uh, okay. You're in, 
Cincinnati, they were in the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> Joe Burrow should be my quarterback, man. Right. So people wondering, like, why is Mackie always just, like, randomly traveling? So the other part of my job here, so Score North is owned by Hubbard Radio. And uh, and the other part of my job is I help some of the Hubbard radio stations and markets across the country with digital content and whatnot. So if you ever see me in, like, a random city, I don't know, I'm either on a bender in Vegas oh, yeah. or I'm helping our St. Louis yeah. or Cincinnati stations yeah. with uh, digital content. No problem, Tiger Woods. <laughs> See you at Denny's. So earlier today, let me find this here from uh, Adam Schefter because it made my head explode. But and we're in and stick with us here because we're gonna we're gonna tie in the Vikings. But a trade happened today in the NFL. The Eagles sent the 16th and 19th picks in the first round, and the 194th pick in the sixth round to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for picks 18 in the first round. Mm-hmm. 101 in the third round, 237 in the seventh, and a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick. So basically, the Saints are trading future capital to move more aggressively into this year's draft. Correct. And the Eagles are trading some of this year's capital, one of their first round picks, to get more capital for the 2023 and 2024 drafts. Judd, I'm going to throw it to you here because you were the one that that hit us up via via text today saying we should talk about this on Purple Daily. Are the Eagles a comparison for the Vikings in some way here? Okay, first of all, I think the comparison as far as the Vikings trending right now in the philosophy that they're taking for 2022 is actually closer to the Saints because the Saints are basically saying we don't have a ton of cap room. But we think the conference is so weak that we can win immediately. And so what we want to do is get two potential starting players for 2022 who are cheap players but productive, right? And so I think that that is the Vikings' mantra because the Vikings are clearly like the Saints saying, you know, the conference is not that good. In our opinion, our team is still good, and we think that we can win immediately. The Saints are doubling down and saying, yeah, and we're going to get in their mind, two starting players uh, potentially at picks 16 and 19, unless the goal is to trade up for a quarterback, which would change that quite a bit. But let's just assume right right now that the Saints are are all in and thinking, well, we really can't go out and sign guys because I think that they at one point they were like $75 million over the cap. Yeah. So their philosophy is screw it. We'll go out and get two potential starters. So I actually think the parallel is far more uh for 2022 saints and Vikings, but what the Eagles are doing, I love. So they went into today with, with their own first round pick. Uh, They went in with the 16th pick, which is the Carson Wentz pick, which was just a genius belief in trade. I mean, that's, that is is so smart. Uh, And they still have the 15th pick in the first round, which is from their trade of swapping picks with the dolphins. So they went into today with three first-round picks. They come out with two first-round picks for 2022, but now they come out with two first-round picks for 2023, which indicates to me that they that they did earlier today exactly what I did after seeing that this trade was a thorough vetting of the quarterback class of 2023. And they said, okay, Jalen Hurts gets a chance, no question. He's going to be our starting quarterback. But we're not completely sold there. Quarterback class in 2023 in the Eagles' mind is really good. They're probably right. 
if they need to now, they've got the capital to potentially either just flat out be in position and or package first round picks and trade up. So the Eagles are actually doing what I think the Vikings should be doing. The Vikings are actually doing in some ways what the Saints did, if that makes any sense. No, I I hear what you're saying here. And I actually, it's funny, when you when you kind of brought this up earlier today, I started doing a dive into the Philadelphia Eagles and some of the parallels to what the Vikings are now and what they could be here. And people are asking, like, sure, the Eagles, just kind of a mediocre franchise, right? Well, let's be honest. The Vikings have been a mediocre franchise, too, the last couple of years. And the decision is, what do you do with a mediocre franchise? Do you hit the nuke button and detonate and rebuild everything, which the Vikings decided not to do? Or do you enter a competitive rebuild, which is what the Saints have now publicly coined so the Saints and the Vikings have both said competitive rebuild in that exact phrase, right? Correct. So let's let's look at the Eagles for a second here. They moved on from a coach in Doug Peterson who, yes, won a Super Bowl, but by the end of his tenure in Philadelphia, and by the way, I would take the trade-off, give me the Super Bowl, and then the implosion, who cares? You got a Super Bowl out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But the implosion happened. Uh, you know, They moved on from a coach whose relationships with the team had soured, relationships with the front office had soured, Sound familiar, Vikings fans? In his place, they hire a young, offensive-minded guy as head coach in Nick Sirianni a year ago in Philadelphia. Offensively, they averaged one full touchdown more per game in 2021 than they did in 2020 with the new system, fresh coaching staff. Obviously, they also, like Judd said, they swapped out Carson Wentz, got some draft capital for him, brought in Jalen Hurts. But bringing in a new offensive staff, and just bringing in a fresh perspective helped them average a touchdown more per game in 2021. They essentially retooled on the fly, going from four wins to nine wins and making the playoffs, taking advantage of a somewhat weak schedule in a weak division in the NFC East. And they did it with a mix of veteran players. They, I mean, they've got a handful of guys on that, you know, in the, you know, uh, starting offensive and defensive rotations that won a Super Bowl five years ago. Jason Kelsey. Uh, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, uh, one of their safeties, Rodney McLeod. So they go through with the competitive rebuild. They win nine games. They collect draft capital. They have their cake, and they eat it too. Uh Now, what remains to be seen here is how far can the Eagles push it? Are they going to actually become a Super Bowl contender? They have given themselves uh, some quarterback flexibility now. They can evaluate Jalen Hurts for another year. Now they have a couple first-round picks for 2023, so they're loaded up with ammunition for a quarterback-heavy draft in 2023. So I I guess if you're looking for examples of teams that retooled on the fly, competitive rebuild, still made the playoffs while rebuilding, well, the Bengals did. (laughs) They went to the Super Bowl while rebuilding. Right. But But they had the piece in place. Yes, the quarterback. But the Eagles have sort of successfully done the competitive rebuild thing here by making the playoffs while they continue to retool this thing and stock up on draft capital for 2023 and 24. It's very interesting. And the playoff experience is good because it's just that for for your young, young guys experience. I love the thing I love the most about what the Eagles are doing, which to me is a very 2022 type thing, but it's smart is they're also giving themselves the flexibility at quarterback to have a, potentially good young QB 
who they also can pivot from. Like that's the thing about this whole whole thing is I think, and I've been guilty of this as well, but I think we all fall too in love with, well, if that's your quarterback, that's your guy, right? Like ponder, got to give him chances, got to give him chances. Well, you do. But the other thing is you have to be now ready at a moment's notice with a guy like that to pivot off of him. And Philadelphia is now, again, but by going from three first-round picks in what we know is a quarterback week draft to two first-round picks in this draft and then two more picks in the first round in a 2023 quarterback draft that we expect to be very strong, I think it's brilliant. Like, this is exactly what I think teams should do. Um, it's There are certain things about how that – franchise has been run that are probably questionable at times but i really like the direction and i don't even know if soriani is a great coach like i still don't don't know it's a a year he did a a nice job but i can't get over his introductory press conference it was such a train wreck systems and processes and i'm not completely nervous (laughs) and kevin o'connell's was fantastic um but i i am but i do think at this point in time what the saints have what the saints did today is far more in line with what the Vikings are doing. Now, I will say this in the Vikings' favor. I would rather have the Vikings quarterback. Than the like, Saints quarterback? Well, I'd yeah, rather have the I mean, Cousins is better than Hurts and Jameis Winston. Right. And, but, I mean, with Jameis or Dalton, and, and I'm just not – like, I know that there are some folks who think that Jameis is good. I'm just not really sold there, and and I just – I'm not. Sorry. I think Cousins is definitely – preferable there Jalen at least intrigues me developmentally like like he could improve he could continue to improve but I love the fact that that really what the Eagles have done is created a trap door right yeah well it's like it's a trap door like if they well, need to get out they can get out of well it. it's flexibility yeah I mean call it a trap door call it just flexibility not locking into a non-elite quarterback for for big money, which you know, the Vikings have done. They're going to try and make it work here. Let me let me throw this other question out here too, real quick, and then we'll talk more about the big event here in a few minutes uh, on the first night of the NFL draft. But um, we've decided to do a mock a day here, unless we forget at some point this week, which is probably going to be my fault if we do. But like a mock a day leading up to the draft. Let's see what some of the con- let's see what the consensus is. Let's see. You know, which players are more, are more commonly landing at the number 12 overall pick. Um, so in uh, in doing some searching around for mock drafts for this episode, I stumbled upon an article on NFL.com that got posted earlier today. And it's called Six Round One Trades That Would Make Sense. Oh Chad, Chad Reuter is the author here, and he is a noted mocker for NFL.com. Okay. I scroll down thinking, oh, maybe, oh, maybe the Vikings are going to show up in here. And oh boy, do they ever. Would you guys do this? I'm going to tell you right now, I run to the bank and make this trade. And we okay. have talked about this exact trade multiple times on this show. I've not looked. Okay. I have no idea. The Minnesota Vikings send the number 12 overall pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. And the Pittsburgh Steelers give the Vikings the number 20th overall pick so they just swap the Steelers move up eight spots and the tax for moving up those eight spots the Vikings get a 2023 first round pick and a 2023 third round pick oh so the Vikings load up on ammunition in the 2023 NFL draft now mind you 
The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing in one of the most difficult divisions in the NFL in 2022. Depend. Oh wait, God dang it! No, wait, no. Oh, now he's back. back. He's back. back. He's back. on the he's on the Marriott Internet he plan the here. He came back and saw the 2023 draft, and now he's back. So 2023 first round pick and a third round pick, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the good news: the Steelers play in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL this year. The Browns have. Deshaun Watson for some number of games. The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl and the Ravens get a bunch of injured players back and are going to probably win more games than last year. So it's very likely the Steelers are going to have a hard time getting to the playoffs, which means your bonus first round pick in 2023, if you make this trade, is going to be like a middle of the first round type pick. So you're going to, and how good are the Vikings going to be? I guess we'll find out, but you're going to have ammunition to move up in a quarterback heavy draft in 2023 and still keep a first round pick in 2022. I love this idea of a trade for the Vikings trading back off the 12th pick. What do you guys think? If you told me the Steelers were, were their 2023 first round pick was going to be 22nd. I do this. I don't care. I want extra first round picks. I want ammunition to go up. I want I want the ability to do the thing that Rick Spielman never did. I want to go up in the first round and I want to take my damn quarterback. I thought you could um, say button the top button on his dress shirt, but that's uh, that's another no, thing. No, that you know he what? Never did. You know what? He's comfortable with that. God bless him. <laughs> um, but yes, I do this trade with like if you were to tell me, hey, Steelers are going to be actually surprisingly good in draft twenty fourth, I do this trade. This is exactly what I want. I want extra capital in next year's draft. Um, and so, like, and if I move back to twenty, I still think there's options here. I mean, I at twelve, I am not taking Tyler. It's Lindenbaum, correct? Uh, Linderbaum, from, right? Linderbaum or Lindenbaum? Yeah, Linderbaum. So not at good, twelve, not good, at not 12 no way, no way. I can't do that. At 20, I can at least consider it. I don't love that be- because of Bradbury and the whole first-round debacle there. But my point is, I don't think it shuts you off at 20 from potentially getting a player that you like. And more importantly, it gives me a it gives me a slice of security uh, from which I can operate for 23. I, Declan, do this deal in a heartbeat with no guarantees of where the Pittsburgh pick falls. This is like when you take a little bit of money from your checking account and you put it into your savings account or that rainy day fund, right? <laughs> so then you can cash it in like in a year from now when you start piling up all this money. It's a do not touch money. It's a do not touch. This for 365 days, 52 weeks is not going to be touched. I'm going to sit on top of my fridge. I'm going to watch it accumulate. And I'm going to go cash in for that brand new Xbox, right? Like that's that's similar to what uh, what what I would do in my real life. But it's also similar to I think what the Vikings and even the Eagles just pulled off here at the Saints is they are mortgaging and putting money for future spending, which I think is is a really really smart move. Um, and if I'm the Vikings too, yeah, I'm looking at acquiring as much draft capital in future seasons that I can. Judd's Judd's comparison that the Vikings are the Saints is actually I I wasn't even thinking about it when we were first talking about this until Judd brought it up on the show today, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like both the Saints and Vikings have dead cap money against them this year. They have limited resources going forward, but they also are playing in a mostly weak division outside of Tampa Bay on top. The Vikings have Green Bay on top and theirs. There's a lot of similarities, I think, between both those decisions. Because I I see more similarities with with what the Eagles are doing, but I see Judd's uh, Saints similarities too. To be clear, the Eagles similarities I like more. Like my well, personal yeah. preference is, but I'm I just agree. saying 
The Saints and Vikings both, I think, That's are fair. examining a conference that they think stinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and term. here's the other thing about like, let's take this hypothetical trade, which we have mentioned. Like, we have, I think, of all the you know, different trade scenarios that we floated, the Steelers moving up for a quarterback seems to be something that could happen, right? Yeah. So think about this for a second. So you move back eight picks in the first round, and you're still going to get somebody. I mean, you, maybe you can still draft an edge rusher or a cornerback of some kind. So, you know, you would still be able to draft a player with the 20th pick that could help you for 2022 and 2023. But you'd be getting bonus ammunition for a season in 2023 in which you're probably heading into, you know, I I highly doubt that Kirk gets another contract at age 35 going into age 36. I would be surprised. Be careful. And so if you're going to draft a new quarterback, it's going to be 2023. So you should be looking to maneuver, you know, give yourself ammunition to maneuver around. By the way, here's the write-up from NFL.com. On the Steelers front, in the wake of Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, the Steelers signed former Bears and Bills quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that contract does not scream long-term starter, although, uh, let's see, yeah, uh, yep, yeah, uh, the GM would like to add uh, one of the top young signal callers to uh, to the mix here. Um, on the Vikings side, Minnesota has a new administration in place and extended quarterback Kirk Cousins this offseason. Dropping down eight spots and grabbing future draft capital is a good way to reshape the roster while installing new offensive and defensive schemes. Kwesi Adolfa will find good value at linebacker, receiver, cornerback, or along the offensive line with the Steelers' assigned pick. So they're just doing an evaluation on what the 20th pick could still land them um, without really talking about the 2023 capital, but this is a great way to ride the fence on both sides. Competitive rebuild. You still get a first round pick to help your team in the short term or, you know, for the long term too, but you get capital to maybe draft your quarterback of the future in 2023. Interesting. hundred percent. And if you, so, so like the whole thing with me, starting with O'Connell probably is this, you're banking on the fact that you are going to find here in the next couple of years, your, quarterback right like you're finally going to get that that guy um and we really i think now it's fair to say we've come to realize that if you don't have that guy and especially on a cheaper contract it's going to be very tough like you can win i'm not saying that you can't but like i think the formula now is pretty is pretty clear unless you do what the rams did which we encouraged the vikings to do in 19 and they didn't like like that's the Rams are just all in until they're out, and when they're out, God, it's going to be bad. Um, but but who cares it, at that point? I agree. I mean, you, but you in got nineteen, your, you got your Lombardi. But in nineteen, we all basically said, "Go all in, go get Ramsey, just go in, like screw it." They didn't do that. So I think with where things stand right now, the much more realistic path to a Super Bowl championship for the Vikings is to go the route that the Bengals did now, hopefully for your sake, you don't have to become that bad, but the reality is in, you know, in 23, if you can somehow manipulate maneuver and find your way to your quarterback via the first round, you could potentially be in damn good shape very quickly. Yeah. Maybe people should find a way to manipulate and move their way, uh, maneuver their way around to Surly Brewing Company on the first night of the NFL draft, Judd. Why don't you tell them why they should do so? I don't know what you're talking about, Phil. I have no idea. Hold on a second here. Let me stack them up. Let me stack them up. That's right, folks. You know what? If Phil has to join us at night, Judd Zolgad's going to be drinking some of his favorite (laughs) Surly Brewing. And here's the thing, though. 
Do you want to see us? I'm going to take this one down. Do you want to see this mug, that mug, that mug on Declan in person? You can do so draft night, April 28th, first round Thursday night. Surly Brewing will open at 3 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, we will be there and start our show on YouTube and, of course, the the normal draft night show. But here's the kicker, boys. Folks can show up at Surly Brewing and join us for said show. And I want to make this very clear. This is not going to be a Declan, Phil, and Judd production of Talking At You. You know, we're bringing our takes, and you better sit and listen. This is going to be a production of Unity. This is going to be a production of we are going to bring you on camera. We're going to talk to people about the the draft. This is going to be an us event. And while we're doing this, this is also going to be an event at which there will be a special beer brewed called Before I Die, which, of course, is all of our goals. So we can not only toast the first-round pick, gentlemen, but we can also do it with a beer that has the stated goal of this entire show, our mission, Before I Die Beer, which I am told is going to be delicious. We would love to meet as many people as possible, so please don't be shy. Clear your calendars. First night of the NFL draft. Come hang out with us. Cheers a couple beers, and we'll see what the Vikings do with the number 12 pick or the number 20 pick after they acquire all of this draft capital from the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, come hang out with us. Introduce yourself. Come talk some football with us, and uh, we'll have a a super fun night. So we'll keep talking about this event. It is free. There are no tickets. You just show up, come hang out. It's a free event. So uh, make plans. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company here helping businesses for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota and beyond. Um, They have all sorts of experience with minimizing risk, especially. It's like having a great offensive line for your business, quite frankly. Federatedinsurance.com, and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. One of the most fun things about this NFL draft, by the way, is the unpredictability of what Quasi may or may not do. 100%. Rick was very predictable. Rick liked to stockpile picks. Rick was more about volume of picks, right? He drafted 38 players over a three-year stretch, the most players ever drafted over a three-year stretch in NFL history. Didn't he draft 15 players a couple of years ago? Record. 2020, was it? Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Yes. So, so he was all about stockpiling fifth, yeah. sixth, seventh-round picks and you know, sort of playing the game that the draft is kind of a crapshoot, so the more players I can draft, the better chance we have of finding talent for our roster. But aren't you guys kind of excited? I mean, Quasi could could trade back he could i mean he could trade up to eight or something like we don't know what he's capable of doing or how aggressive he wants to be so i have two different thoughts here because to a certain degree look i've not agreed with the approach like there are certain things about it that i don't like that being said don't mistake that for the excitement that, that i have about this entire roster uh, because, yes, the draft night thing, it's going to be great fun. We have no clue. This guy could trade up. My God, Eureka, a guy that trades up. Um, he, he could get a 2023 first-round pick, which would then present an opportunity to take, I'll say it slowly, the Vikings quarterback of the future. I'm sorry, Kirk Stans, in 23. Um, they eventually are going to have, have to, as we continue to talk about, sift through the entire 2021 draft class aside from Darisaw, we don't know a thing there i am super excited from a personnel standpoint here because i think that there is a lot of a ton of things we don't know that 
we are going to find out that are going to be very interesting. And there's no question that with Rick and Mike gone, the twist on how these players are developed will be different. So, yes, I'm with you totally. I'm very excited. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, ahead, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm curious on what he truly yeah, wants to do, because I think when some people might hear us say, well, okay, should, they should be acquiring more draft picks, right? Like they, they should be mortgaging stuff and trying to get trying to get even more picks for future drafts. Well, that's just classic Rick, right? Trading back and just going to be the same old thing that Rick Spielman did. Um, the evaluation, I think, from how Kwesi evaluates players and how Rick Spielman evaluates players is very different. And also it's clear. I think we have evidence now that there was a disconnect between the GM and coach when it came to drafting for needs and drafting for ego and drafting for position. And it just seems like that there's a more cohesiveness initially with Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, where instead I think towards the Spielman Zimmer era, it was like, it felt more of like one, one of, of each other trying to one up one another. That's what it more felt like. I don't feel like that. I get that vibe from Kwesi or Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I, th- I think those guys are going to be much more on the same. I think Rick and Mike were on the same page early for sure, but they were no question. The, these guys are going to be on the same page for, for a couple of years. I think, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm just curious to see, you know, how, how aggressive are they going to be for the short term? Cause there are some immediate needs still on this roster that if you plan on doing damage in 2022, then you should probably right. be looking at this or this. You know, like, but if, but if you want to do damage in a five-year window and Malik Willis is staring at you, that's the thing. Like there's a 0% chance to me that they draft a quarterback in the first round, but how far do you want to take that concept? If you just, yeah. if you're just drafting best player available, you're playing for a long-term window. Well, but if you're, if you're playing to win in 2022, then there's like two or three specific positions that you should probably be targeting. Right? And here's a fun game. Kellen Mond. They got to watch film practice film of Mond by now and flat out said he can't play don't know or they could say oh hold on a second there's something there in which case they wouldn't take a project quarterback at all in this draft probably because they'd say oh mond is great or at least a great project right mm-hmm. um amir smith marset iowa kid fifth round really good speed they might look at practice film of that kid and be, be like hold on a second here there's something like that's the thing we have no idea what they think of the guys who basically because Mike and Rick were fighting um, what they think of guys that were, for lack of a better term, buried. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Bar- I mean, do, do they think they might say, Oh, why Davis can play. Those guys were crazy. Or Mike was crazy. You know, we just don't know. So like there's they, a ton of moving parts here. They kind of have like two, almost two full draft classes. If you account for the one they're about to draft in a month from now. Yeah. And the one that just like didn't see the field in 2021, they they're gonna they're gonna wind up with like 20 players or whatever it is, 18 players yeah. that uh, you know they just haven't. There's barely any NFL tape or no NFL tape on any of them, and maybe there's some practice tape that tells you one like like Kellen Mond's really interesting. Can you know, can you pick up on practice tape? Mike Zimmer apparently could. Remember he made the comment, "I've seen him at practice." Right. <laughs> okay. But is he that big of a train wreck at practice, or he's just out? Or are you guys? Did you guys just put no effort into developing him? Right. Right. And Mike so probably so interesting. And Mike pr- probably instructed his defense to kick Mon's ass, and then they did. And he, he's like, "Well, he can't play then." Yeah. Well, Connell's going to look at it from a different, a completely different point of view, right? Because he's well, going to look at it from a, a quarterback's point. So anyway, I just I think that there's just a ton of things that are going to be really fun to watch play out. Yeah. One more, just like random thought on Kellen Mond. 
So I know like it's it's too aggressive to say that they drafted him to replace Cousins. They did not do that. He's a third round pick quarterback. You know, you just once you get past the first or second round, you're drafting quarterbacks as sort of flyers. Maybe they can. You know, I think there's like a twenty percent chance of quarterbacks after the third round turning out to be multi year starters or something. Um, but now that Kirk is signed through 2023, which takes you through the first three years of Kellen Mond's four year contract. Yeah. What's the point, you know, like what's the point of having him, I guess if, if he's just going to be a quality backup after year three or year four, and I don't know what kind of trade value he has, but you know, the Kirk cousins contract extension and the re-signing of Sean Mannion kind of, put the flame out for the Kellen Mond draft pick, right? Like, is there any, you know, he's, he's well, not going to be QB two. And did Rick draft Mond th- thinking that he wouldn't bring cousins back and might replace him with Mond, despite the fact that Mike clearly had, I, like it's someday. I hope the story gets told because the story of the behind the scenes, 2021 Vikings will be so interesting. Like there are so many unexplainable things that were done and clear sabotages it, it's like a it's like a netflix show why does okay here's a question for you i feel like when this type of thing happens in other markets not every market but like a falling out happens in new york or something right aren't there more details about what happened the general manager and the coach somebody's gonna get the mic didn't speak what... for months right Ownership well, apparently did not know. The quarterback and the coach did not like each other. I feel like there needs to be more told about the inner workings of why and how. Why has I that feel, not happened? I feel like somebody, hopefully, at some point soon gets to Mike. Because he'll tell you the truth. Or at least will he tell you the record? Like, how do you have the GM draft, what, three guys in the third round? Is that right? And none of them really play. Yeah, and Mond, I, I need, and Mond I, is I in there. Like, I would like to know more. Like, the whole thing in Green Bay. At some point in time, Mike is going to have to explain to at least a future employer, I would guess. How do you just throw your poor third string quarterback below the bus like it's nothing? Because that's what he did to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be f- feeling pretty crappy about yourself, I think. Like, I think if your goal was to maximize your team and develop players like i think you would spend less time see, just pointlessly throwing guys like that under the bus publicly we, but we did get a tweet today from a guy who claimed that his buddy sat by zim in like the delta sky lounge at msp today recently recently today hmm. that's what he claimed i have no idea if it's true or not but dex and i uh at some hmm. point we're talking about zim's whereabouts i think on our comments from youtube edition and I said that the last thing that we heard from Dukes was that Mike was not in a great place, and we didn't get a lot of details about it, but it sounded like he might not be in a okay, great did, place uh, mentally. Did Zim not make enough money in eight years as a head coach to to fly private? Why is he just oh, like, hanging no. out at the airport? He didn't make enough money to fly no. private. Really? He, wasn't he oh, making like flying, $8 million a year? Yeah, but, f- dude, flying private, you, you have to pay for fuel. You have to p- pay for the plane to take off and land. No, no, no. You got to be a basically. What, is it, a, so what does it cost to just like fly private once? Well, yeah, once maybe. is one thing, but like if he's going back and forth, he's still got the house here. You can't afford, he can't afford that. Well, it's on the yeah, it, I don't know if it, it might have sold. According it's, to private jet charter company, Air Charter Service, you can expect to pay between 
$1,300 and $3,000 per flying hour to charter a yeah. turboprop or smaller jet plane, which yeah. typically seats four to six passengers. So between, uh, oh, okay, so it's like, a, let's say it's a three-hour flight. You pay like ten grand for a three-hour flight, something like yeah, that. not going to happen for Zim. Really? Sim's old school. He ain't going to pay that. He no, probably made like $30 million dollars coaching. Nor should he pay that. If a coach flies private, it's always on a billionaire's dime. Really? You think? Yeah. You think? So mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Nick Saban flies private. It's on someone else's dime. It's not Who's on dime. Bama boosters. boosters. Nick Saban. Dime. Nick Saban's worth I more money than most think. of the boosters. But those guys aren't going to waste their like that. Is it? It is. That is a billionaire's game. Roll tide. And coaches are game. millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm telling you. I don't right know if now. that's true. I mean, Pat McAfee flew private from WrestleMania to to uh, Dallas. On whose dime? I think it's on not Vince's his dime. dime. Vince's dime. Yes. So Vince and, Vince pins him one two three. Uh, takes the worst stunner of all time and then flies him back. Private well, to, to Indiana. and I don't I don't know all of the details, but I'm willing to bet if you're a billionaire and you fly people around, you, you can write some of that off on taxes too. So like if you fly, <laughs> you him in for a lunch meeting at ten thousand yeah. dollars right off. No, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, you come on, dude. These I know, I know, I know. Declan's been, Declan's gonna be writing off all of his golf meetings at Meadows at Mystic. Oh, absolutely. That's what he's gonna be doing. Uh, why don't you come off for eighteen at Meadows, and we'll talk some business. I'll write That's it right. off. I'll be sure. shooting a hundred plus, but still be playing at one of the best golf courses in all of Minnesota because the Meadows at Mystic Lake is uh, is is one of the best courses in the state. It's just down one sixty nine uh, the metro here down at Mystic Lake Casino, and and here's a really cool thing. So. If you're a frequent player, they have this frequent player card, which is a, which is pretty awesome. It'll drop your rate to $75 per tax for an 18-hole round of golf with a cart. And while you're at it, you can also go there and you can get your grip uh, re- resurfaced for upcoming and 20% off of in-stock grips at that clubhouse. I, I usually, when I golf, I always, you know, those little, those little tiny little clubhouse, they got some balls, right? They maybe have a glove. This is a state-of-the-art clubhouse at, at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. And with the Masters this weekend, you can go down there, you can the hang out, the Masters, and CBS, and you can watch it at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, watching my guy Cam Smith potentially hoist uh, the green jacket. So go out, check them out, the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Can't wait to get a round in, but go check them out this weekend and watch the Masters there. Also, uh, Dennis Kirk has been a big partner of ours here at Score North and Purple Daily from the very start. So we appreciate them and their partnership. You can show us your ride if you like to uh, to get out and uh, hop on that bike once the weather breaks once again here. Probably not the, the these next couple days. Probably want to keep that thing in the garage, but you know, maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. Is I, Phil Mackey giving riding advice might be my favorite new thing. I'm giving hey. weather advice, not well. Riding. I know, but you're like taking a key. Keep that, keep that hoss in the garage for now. <laughs> Free shipping on orders over $89 and over 160,000 parts in stock. Ride more, wait less at DennisKirk.com. All right. Any final thoughts here from you two hooligans before yeah. we say goodbye here on Purple Daily? April 28th, Surly, be there. Mm-hmm. Surly Brewing. <laughs> I draft did a DX party. crotch shop at the end of last year's night one of the draft, and that was in the comfort of my home in front of no one live. So I don't know what will happen in front of a lot of people this time. Dude, so. I got off the Before plane today. Yep. I have, uh, I just have, I have, I don't know, a few hundred Spotify songs just like saved, yeah. like your liked songs on Spotify. Yep. I got off the plane today, and the Degeneration X theme song hit, oh. and I just, I just strutted like. Yep. 
X-Pac just doing crotch chops up and down the hallway at the Cincinnati so like, airport. Just, you have a mask great. and bandana just like right down to your eyebrows just doing crotch <laughs> shots. Yeah. That's right. I love it. Like Judd it. putting his reading glasses on the Surly IPA. Hello. We've reached a new level here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I ripped off a couple of those t- today when I, when I was in. Yeah, I saw Fensky. She's back with us. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see Lou. Our old, from our old promotions. Our old promotions. Great. She's oh, great. That's great. No, you know what? what? I'm being sincere. You. One of the eight, one of the eight people Judd has ever remembered the first or last. Yeah, time Elizabeth Fenske's good great. people, man. <laughs> she is. She's Brewers great, fan, big Packers fan. She is. She don't hold man. against her. Oh. All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.